going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Saturday, December 7th, 2019, and you are listening to the very eighth episode of Crossplay, where we get together each and every week and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle right here on the whatnots.com. Coming up on today's show, there is big news about the Riot Games lawsuit. Sony says they are no longer in the handheld business, and a bunch of Nintendo news, including a Super Mario Maker 2 update that allows you to play as Link. We'll get to all of that in just a bit. For now, my name is Kyle Springer. I am joined this week by Ignacio. What up? And Mick. Hi, I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. Mick, the important question is, have you rethought your life? and yeah. joined the fire starters i thought about it and then i lo- came to a revelation that y'all are fools and <laughs> stop a squad all the way get dumped <sighs> no. Ignacio, yeah two him. weeks wasn't enough <laughs> Tell me to go i'll go back on hiatus i'll go back to disney world come back to disney welcome back mick we are Thank you. happy to have you here uh, you were at Disneyland, right? Or Disney World. World? I'm not sure which one. World. The better Florida. Florida. World 2. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Okay. I was there for four days with my mom. It was a good mother-son bonding time. Oh, nice. And it was. we went last time together when I was 13. So it was a good experience oh. of showing her Disney is a lot more fun as an adult. Because <laughs> you can go around and drink everywhere except Magic yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, but that's like, okay. Now, now we can finally have some alcohol. Wait, yeah. I, I thought you could only drink at some specific places or not? Is not it? in Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom's the only place, except for two restaurants in the park. Mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom is the only uh, land that doesn't allow alcohol. But you, you can drink. can't drink in the other parts? Yes. I mean, Epcot, they have alcohol from every country oh. and specialty drinks from every country. Hollywood Studios, there's alcohol everywhere. It's like you're on a Hollywood lot and you're at the movies. That also makes sense. (laughs) In Animal Kingdom, I believe there's alcohol, but it's also like from Asia and Africa, which they're mostly based on. Okay. But we didn't spend too much time there since that was like a half day. Well, Ignacio, you originally said you weren't going to be here this week. You said you were about to go into surgery. Well, surgery, I mean, yeah, but it wasn't anything big. I just okay. needed yeah, to get something removed from my toe. Something being a nail. Yeah. Those are not fun. It wasn't anything more. No, but I didn't feel it. I had anesthesia. Okay. So, That's good. Yeah. There you go. It wasn't well, anything big. We are glad you are here this week. Thank you. As well. Uh, though you did mention you have to leave a little bit early yeah. here. So we're going to yeah. jump right in. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. actually start with Mick, though. Mick, Hi. what have you been up, t- up to the past couple weeks? What have you been playing? So I haven't been able to play too much because I've been traveling a lot personally and for work. But I did bring my Switch along, so I've been playing some Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I am right now, I've beaten the third gym. So I've been going oh, exploring nice. and trying to build out my team, leveled up more in some of the open areas. Okay. So, just leveling them up, trying to catch new Pokemon, finding what I can find. But I'm playing it off and on right now. Like, it feels like it doesn't have as hooks in me yet. Yeah. How, how are you liking it compared to older 
Pokemon games. I like it. I just feel like it's a lot easier, which is not a bad thing. I like how your team levels up, but I'm still trying to get an understanding of how the level or the experience distribution works. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Because there's some Pokemon, like, they might be level two levels higher than others, and they'll be getting a lot more experience, or they might be low levels and get more experience. And usually in the past, you would get less experience if you're much higher or much lower level than the Pokemon you're fighting. Right. So mm-hmm. it's trying to figure out what's the best way to level and how can I distribute my team well enough so that they are keeping up with each other. Yeah. And when I played past Pokemon games too, I would like catch Pokemon, I would level them all up to be the same level, and so there was no power disparity. If I needed a Pokemon, they were there and ready to go. Have you enjoyed the most recent Pokemon games? I stopped playing them after X and Y. Mm. I never played anything past that. Okay. So, yeah, this is my first Pokemon game after X and Y that I really dabbled in. Yeah. Besides your miserable starter, uh, <laughs> who all right, have, all right. <laughs> who else have you been taking a liking to? Well, of course, I have Yamper. Mm-hmm. His name is Sushi, mm. like my dog. <laughs> But I had to level or had to evolve him eventually. I had to let him change. But I'm gonna catch another Yamper. Yeah, he evolves at level twenty something. I tried to find an Everstone, but then he just started getting a little weaker. So compared to current Pokemon, so I just said, you know what? It's probably better just to let him evolve, become a big dog. He's still a good boy. He always will be a good boy. He always will be (laughs) my good boy. So I have him, I have Corvus Squire, uh, no, yeah, Corvus, Corvus Squire, yeah, no, Corva, whatever the middle one is, I think it's Corvus Squire, something like that. Okay, yeah, then I have Corvus Squire. I have a Pumpkaboo, which is like a ghost grass type. Mm. I have that Car Coal, which oh, is that, yeah, that's the coal that looks like a weird car. Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> he's hilarious, and he's one of my favorites. And I have a couple others that I keep on switching out. Like, I just added one to my party that is a tiny little thing that's psychic. It teleports around almost like an Abra, but has a... It's yeah. really weird looking. I can't remember mm. the name of it. Yeah, I'm it's trying to... a very weird design, but yeah, it acts like Abra. Whenever yeah. you try to capture it. So, I mean, just using that one right now to build out my team and have that psychic side covered. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So, I listened in a little bit last yeah. last couple weeks, and it seems like you guys liked it too. It's just it still seems like it's very different. Yeah, and everybody's like very polarized right now with the game. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to like it more now. Uh, my feelings towards the game haven't changed much from last week, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm on I the still fourth gym gone back, so I'm yeah. at the first wild I- 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 area still. <laughs> okay yeah that's what i'm fearing too is that i might just drop it not come back even though it was fun at first i just there's too many other games to play right now do you like how it's more of he has more of a story than past g- games what story <laughs> i don't well, think i've even reached the story yet i've just been going through and i do like the reason for the gyms though i do like how they set that up compared yeah. to before 
but maybe not story, but how they there's a lot of text they stop you so often. I mean that's okay. Mm -hmm. I've always like skipped through it fast or just try to skim read it, and that's how I've played most Pokemon games. Yeah. So there never really is a story there for you mm -hmm. to really get behind, except I like the one in whatever Paris was. X so, and Y. X and Y, yeah. I like yeah. that story a little bit, just with the whole background of the Pokemon War and how they covered yeah. that. The thing I've been hearing people talk about with this one is more so that the, st the story is also kind of based around the area that it's in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Like, this is more of a sports and fame storyline. Like, you are, uh, like, making your way up in this, like, sports league. Yeah. How to speak. Rather than just like, oh, Team Rocket wants to take away people's Pokemon. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can do that anywhere. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of about that of being trying to be the very best, like no one ever was. But reaching the champion and having your own rival and all that, they they do give more emphasis on that. Yeah. Cool. So do you like how that all is set up more? Yeah. That's how about it, so Jedi Fallen Order? So I beat that this morning, and uh, it is oh, nice. one of my top three games of the year. Yeah. I love it. I love the difficulty. And I never really played Dark Souls games too much. Nope. Never really dabbled in Soulsborne. But this one, for some reason, just got its claws in me, and I loved it. And this has been the game that, with all my traveling, I've missed the most playing. So okay. I'm glad I finally beat it. I love the story, even though I got the ending spoiled for me. Oh. Yeah, that big that reveal at the end. Yeah. Watch the sucks. commercial. Yeah, and then I was learning, like, yeah. wait, when is he oh, show they up? show it in the, on a commercial. They showed it in yeah. Thanksgiving commercials for advertisement. Wow. Yeah, that was a big a, that deal. That sucks. Certain character uh, that shows up that they show him in the c c commercial. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of those things uh, that just, like, well, maybe you would expect it, but they didn't telegraph it in this entire yeah. game. Like, it looked yeah. like it was just mm -hmm. going to do its own thing. And then at the end of the game, oh my goodness, like, here's this really cool character. Yeah, um, when he shows up, I mean, I didn't see it coming, and it's probably the best moment of the game for me. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. sadly, that got spoiled, but I still loved it. I loved what happened with it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to go through it 100% it. There you mm. go. Yeah, and then stuff. besides that, playing some Fortnite, I finished the battle pass. I finished all the missions for that. There's just nice. two, there's one thing left I need to do to get one of the final alternate skins for one of the things I unlocked in the battle pass. And I just learned too that they're at having a exclusive scene shown in Fortnite for the new Star Wars movie this week. Wait, what? So Sweet. Fortnite in the past, they've had concerts, they've had some movie trailers yeah. for like Wreck-It Ralph, and there is one area called Risky Reels, which is like a car park, movie, dine-in place. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be showing a scene for Star Wars there. That's wild. But is it, is it like an event, or is it yeah, they, always playing? 
No, it, well, it's going to be an event. And it's probably going to be playing for a little bit. But mm-hmm. what they did in the past for like when Marshmallow had a concert and game, they just made it a no battle area. Like if you were there, you were there to watch that thing, not to fight, mm-hmm. not to kill. Because there have been some events in the past where they had this huge event that was in game. People sat around and watched it, and this one guy got the biggest kill streak in Fortnite yeah. by destroying the platform <laughs> that he was on. And got like 78 kills, I think. I have rockets. You have nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they I think they're gonna make it like a no battle zone, no guns, no thing nothing can go through it, you can't snipe into it. So people can just mm-hmm. watch the that exclusive scene. Yeah, World into. peace in Fortnite, right? Yeah. That's that's, that's what we should it. all be reaching for as gamers. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's unite and focus on world peace in Fortnite. <laughs> Star Wars would get us there. And then besides that, I've just been dabbling in Modern Warfare and started Dragon Quest Eleven on my Switch, but I haven't gotten oh. too far into that yet. Okay. So that's what about good. you guys? What have you all been playing? That's fun. Uh, I've only been playing Life is Strange 2. Um, the final episode of that came out this past week. I have only played through the first three now. Uh, I was hoping to have it done by this week, but it was a very busy week this week. Um, it's really good. I like it. I, I think it's a big step up from life is strange one which is one of my favorite games um despite all its problems uh i i i think this is a step up in terms of scope and like what they're trying to do with with the game but it's still plagued by really bad acting really bad scripting um but the vision of like what they're going for is so strong that I'm kind of still just like this is really neat. I like this. I like it a lot. Um, so I'm having fun with that, uh, and I think I will probably beat it this weekend, tomorrow. Is I think. are the, all of the episodes out now? Yes, they are all out now. Okay, and. By this point, are you enjoying it more or less than Life is Strange 1? Or the other? It's a little bit different because Life is Strange 1, your character had the power to reverse time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you made a decision and you kind of started to see how it was playing out, you could reverse time and pick a different decision. This one you can't. And so, like, I, I'm really sitting there just being like, I don't know what's going to happen. What if I pick this one and something bad happens? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's neat, though, because it's, it's a different beast entirely. You, it's, it, for those of you who don't know, uh, the story is about uh, two brothers uh, who live in the Pacific Northwest, and they are on the run from the cops trying to make it down to Mexico. Uh, at their at the start of the game, there was this inc- this inc- incident. Weird things happened. 
people got killed, uh, which is why they are on the run from the cops. But ultimately, you learn that your younger brother has like telekinesis. He can move things with his mind. Um, And so while you are on the run, you're kind of trying to be the good big brother or the the like father figure to actually continue to raise him to be nice and be courteous to people and all the, all of that stuff where he's just like I have fucking superpowers I can do whatever I want right uh so your actions kind of shape him and his character and how he re- re- responds to stuff like that so it's it's about the example you set uh, which is a lot d- d- different from Life is Sh- is Strange 1. But so I'm enjoying it. So you're the Pakian to his Superman? Kind of, yeah. 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 Does the game connect to Life is Strange 1? Barely. But yes. Mm. Uh, when you uh, first turn on the game, it asks if you played Life is Strange 1, uh, and then it asks what your decision was at the end of life is is strange one did you sacrifice the town or not um and then in episode one of life is strange two there's a cutscene where you're kind of overlooking arcadia bay and depending on what you picked the town will actually be there or not Um, but that's about it Last week, I also mentioned the awesome adventures of Captain, Captain Spirit. Underpants. Yeah. Uh, and that also factors in in episode two of Life is it's Strange. It's not, not the same characters, right? No. Uh, in Captain Spirit, you play this young b- boy who believes he has superpowers, uh, but he's like his father is a drunk. He's kind of ab- ab- abusive uh, and stuff like that. And it's it's this really small s- side st- story. It ultimately doesn't have much of an impact, but knowing that, st- that st- story might change your opinions on things when you, when you see him in uh, Life is, Str- is Strange 2. So it just... Gives you a bit more information. Got. But that's it. That's all mm. I've been up up to this week. Not much. Hey. Yeah, I've been playing. Haven't been playing much either. I'm still playing Pokemon. My thoughts on the game are still kind of the same as last week. I am enjoying it more than I did at the beginning. Mostly because I feel like now I'm in a place where the game just lets you go. It isn't the story or whatever you want to call it isn't dragging you back or stopping you. It's mm-hmm. letting you go wherever you want. Uh but not wherever you want, where you have to go. But um yeah, I'm still enjoying it. I'm playing it here and there. Uh I just beat my fourth gym. So I'm halfway okay. there to the gyms. Uh Good stuff. yeah. Nope. Anything else to say about the game? But I also started Death Stranding. 
Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think last week I, I, I mentioned about how I played one or two hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm much more into the game now. How long have 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 you been playing now? Uh, it's a, I've been playing it. I haven't had much time to play it for long sessions. I've mainly been playing it for like an hour, more or less a day for the week. Okay. Uh, have Have you crossed the lake yet? No, I just okay. got to the city that's. To Burnout City. Gotcha. So you're right there. So you're you're yeah. basically at the end of the first section. That's that's like that first thing. So once once you get past that 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 lake in into the next bit, that's when the game really opens up. Okay. So yeah, good stuff. I'm excited yeah. to hear what you think down the road. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah, still- it is. Oh, sorry. Go. I was just saying, I'm still not too interested in that game, but if it catches you, I might try and give it a shot. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's not really an, at least for what I played, it isn't an entertaining game. It is an interesting game. Yeah. But if you are looking for something that has more action in it, or that you do stuff or whatever, this won't be the game for you, because you literally... Just walk from one place to another. That's what you mm-hmm. do. So if that kind of makes you n- like n- not want to play a game, it won't be for you. But if you're interested in seeing the world, seeing this crazy world, uh, and why it is the way it is, then you'll find enjoyment in it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I heard someone, I think on a podcast somewhere maybe i read it on twitter i'm not sure but they described it as like as you're walking around and exploring the world it's not so much just a hey let's go here and let's go do this one thing it's negotiating a mountain is yeah the word that they use and i was like that's that's a good way That's, to describe yeah. it. So that that makes it seem a lot more interesting. Yeah, which, because which it is. So. Yeah, for example, I I had this mission where I had to go to a wind farm or something like that, mm-hmm. and I thought I would just have to walk there and it would be something easy, but the journey getting there was very interesting. What you had to do at some point, you have to go uphill and you have the wind against you and you have to figure out how you manage to get to that place with all yeah. your equipment intact yeah, and, and hopefully yeah, you then, have a ladder or something to help you and if you don't it's like okay well yeah do i need to go somewhere else how do i get there yeah. how do i manage to get downhill without falling and dropping all my stuff and especially yeah. now it's raining so i have to mm-hmm. do it faster because if not my equipment will de- deteriorate and there is the added stress of having the bts there yeah. it, it is at score it's like you have you are walking from one place to another but the game does make it interesting the the journey it does mm-hmm. make an interesting journey for sure 
Well, in the interest of time, we are g g g g g g going to skip housekeeping for now uh, mm -hmm. and jump straight into the first news item of the week because i know we all want to <laughs> talk about yeah. this one since we're all kingdom hearts <laughs> fans uh so mick yeah hi take us away on the first so there's been long talks of this dlc we've heard about this dlc coming they said winter and we finally have we've had some looks at it we finally have the dates and a good new trailer for the kingdom hearts 3 dlc called remind and we also yeah. have the release Ooh. dates for it not release date release dates they screw xbox for yeah. some reason what happened so, there i don't know i think it's just some exclusivity just to keep with that yeah previous history of kingdom hearts 1 and 2 being playstation exclusives well, former exclusives that P ps4 has ex exclusivity on kingdom hearts 3 i feel like uh, they didn't have kingdom hearts 3 exclusivity though it was day and date no, yeah, they had the end date, but it did kind of feel like they had something with PlayStation. Uh, they know, had marketing so. rights. Yeah, no, they had history, but I kind of it felt for me at least that Kingdom Hearts Three had some attachment or exclusivity or something with well, PlayStation. They, they had that PlayStation Four Pro exclusive console, that yeah. nice design. They had marketing rights, more or less. Mm -hmm. Xbox got a trailer a while That's ago, right. a three yeah. or two ago. Where oh, yeah, they showed off happen. Frozen. Yeah. And that's really about what Xbox got. I mean, they finally were getting Kingdom Hearts, which was more than enough for me. <laughs> but this is kind of going back to why it's huge story elements. So why yeah. exclude part of the fan base? Yeah. But just go over this trailer a little bit. Have you guys watched it a lot? Yeah. A lot. Yes. Okay. I mean, not a lot. Twice. How many times have you seen it? Uh, it's in the double digits. <laughs> Listen, I have a problem, okay? Clearly. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> you dork. I know, I know. It's um, okay, we're so, all nerds for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, hmm. we are. So just go over the trailer a little bit. It shows a lot of cutscenes. It shows a lot more playable characters. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you can play as Gion. And you can finally play as Kyrie, and she looks like yep. a badass when she fights. And the takes place before the final battle when Kyrie disappears. Well, and that's sorry, yeah, kind of before, kind of after. Yeah, and it's so weird about when they're trying to say when this takes place. I think because, it's after Kingdom Hearts three, because but, it they do say that he goes back in time. Does it say he goes back in time? Yeah. Oh yeah, I see. Travels to Kila Graveyard short time before the final battle. Yeah, so, because yeah, I, I don't know if he would have any time after, in between her leaving at uh, the end of the game. Yeah. So that makes a little more sense about when this takes place in the story. Yeah. They're, they're still dealing with time travel. But it's mm -hmm. him saving Kyrie uh, after she gets nuked by Xehanort yeah. to become the final Keyblade. Well, she gets more than Norted. Yeah. She gets... She did. Yeah. Well... Well, Kingdom Hearts death is weird now. Yeah. So, kind of quasi dead, dead physically, not completely. Well, so, also we do see her come back at, at the very end of the game. Yes. So I'm I'm so, guessing this DLC will at least answer how that happened and yeah, what happens to Sora. Gonna fill in that those cracks and why Sora does disappear in the end of the game. So it's confirming that. 
Sora will be gone, and you meet Yazora in the end, which is really yeah. weird because that was the secret ending mm-hmm. for the game. But another cool thing is they showed off there's individual boss fights against all the organization members, which is something they did in two Final Mix. But these boss fights look way better than what we fought in the final sequences. Especially mm. Larxene, Xemnas, yeah. Xehanort, Ansem. They look awesome. And I can't yeah. wait to fight these guys again. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, was, there's- that was one of the things that stuck out to me about the trailer is, is like, despite maybe some of the problems of Kingdom Hearts, of it just being really confusing or not friendly to to new players the the fighting looks awesome yeah it it, it, it it looks so good and that's one of the cool things about the kingdom hearts 2 final mix was these digital fights that you fought against every organization member again and they made the fights way more fleshed out too mm-hmm. they made it more difficult they made it more involved and they added lots of boss fights from re-chain of memories yeah, that were even more fleshed out too with Kingdom Hearts yeah. physics and mechanics. So, do you th- do you think that these new boss fights will be like kind of something ap- apart from the story, or do you think that they will be part of the story? I think because it's that's be... what I I got from the trailer. I think it's going to be separate. It could yeah. be that it's involved with you traveling through everybody's hearts and finding out like what their internal struggles are. Be- yeah, because that's what the description says. Well, that yes. might be the main story, but if you remember from Two Funnel Mix, that whole area was an offshoot, where it was a parkour area with a lot of really difficult fights against Unknown that led parkour. you to this <sighs> one mm-hmm. secret computer that had logs of every organization member. Mm. So, yeah, I never did that. If, I, you have, if you ever do have a chance, do it, because these are fun fights. According so, to the description that was mm-hmm. in the YouTube thing that they initially took dead down it says yeah lacking a corporeal form sora traces the hearts of the seven guardians of light uh though ex through experiencing their personal battles firsthand so yeah it it looks like yeah sora is gonna like take over the hearts of all of these May not be taking over, but he's gonna be reliving their memories. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of of just like, oh, this and person fought that yeah, dude. That's an so now you to, play get to fight that dude. That's all those characters. And I think that's yeah. gonna be awesome just to have a lot more playable characters in the game. Because yeah. people wanted to play as Gion, people wanted to play as Roxas, but mm-hmm. you never really got the opportunity to. You got mm-hmm. to play as Aqua and Riku, and that's really about it. Yeah, and and even then it wasn't much. The Aqua fight was fun. The Riku fights were pretty fun, but it was the same fight yeah. over and over again. But having all these separate characters who look like they're very unique, especially throwing Kyrie in the mix when she was yeah. shafted so much in the main game. Yeah, so, they set her up to be this, like, another Keyblade warrior, and then they just well, killed she, her. They, she fights a little bit because people yeah. are making the joke that she was still kind of holding her own against... Gion and other people when you were approaching that fight. So she was fighting, but you never really got to witness it firsthand. Yeah. You yeah. just know that she was training. You don't know how she was training, how she was holding up against Lee when he was also trying to be a Keyblade wielder. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to show that, no, she actually knows what to do. She isn't just a damsel in distress 
who gets destroyed by Xehanort. Yeah. Yeah. But also, another cool thing is they're fleshing out Scala at Kylum, making an actual world yeah. and not a boss arena. Which, that should be fun. Yeah. That was another big thing that people wanted too. So this whole DLC is addressing everybody's concerns about the game. Scala at Kylum was a cool area. It's that first area of what the world looked like before the first Keyblade War. That's where Ericus yeah. uh, and Xehanort trained together. And not being able to explore the area and find out more about what went on there, that was a damn shame. And just making it a yeah. boss arena. Yeah. Here's one thing I'm kind of worried about. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts is notorious, uh, in my uh, opinion, for telling you that, hey, the suggested level for you to be at is one thing. And it's actually much more difficult than that. Um, I, I, it's, it's especially in the like final mixes when they add in all of the boss heights and stuff that weren't in in the originals. I, I remember playing through the final mix of two, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just eventually stopped. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. It tells me I need to be at level 60. And here I am at level 80. And he's whooping my ass. Like, this is making no sense. Like, even if I'm not playing it exactly the way they want me to, I should be able to kind of brute force it. And that was not the case. Um, And that, that stuff always pissed me off um, and to go in that a little bit too the like kingdom hearts 3 was not like that i mean it was really very easy game overall yeah. especially on yeah. proud mode comparatively but i think you're referring to those digital organization members that you probably fought is that what you're referring to kyle uh i don't know if it was that specifically but just some of the boss fights were more difficult than what they were telling you they were oh yeah mechanically yes there were some that were crazy like i always had issues with uh zaldin when he went back to beast castle the second time and Mm -hmm. the digital organization members were supposed to be very difficult and you need to be very conscientious of the mechanics going on because it's not press x to win anymore yeah um which i'm i'm i as much as that Game kind of is button mashy, right? We just hit the X button, X, 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 X. Uh, like, I, I don't think the game does a great job of really forcing you to play in certain ways. It, it lets you do what you want, which is what I, 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 I want to do. But then the boss fights don't necessarily allow for that. They want you to do very specific stuff, and it's it's not it's not always obvious. Yeah, but I, so. I think the game, at least Kingdom Hearts Three, gets better with that towards the end. They do require you to know very well how to use every mechanic, dodging, evade, uh, defecting, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hopefully. Uh, these boss fights will be fun. I'm looking forward to, to, to it. And yeah. uh, comes out when? 
Well, it comes out January 23rd, which is a little under a year from the initial game's release mm-hmm. on PS4. And then a month later, I don't know why, <laughs> a month later, comes out a month later on Xbox. Yeah. But no matter what, yeah. I'll be playing this DLC a lot. January 23rd and February 25th. Also, this is technically a delay. It was supposed to It'll, come out this year. They said winter. Never said 2019, I, I believe. I think they did say 2019. Winter 2019. I may be okay. wrong, but I, I, I thought it did say winter 2019. Then I am mistaken yeah. if they did say 2019. But winter mm. is still kind of... In, if it's going by winter in terms yeah. of gaming releases, and that's still in window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want delays, not too bad. Yeah. As long as it means more quality. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, Ignacio. Well, yeah. That's do you have to get for me. out of here? Yep. All right. Okay. Bye, okay. Ignacio. So, everyone, had fun? Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. We will. I'll see you some other day. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Yeah. With Ignacio, hopefully. hopefully. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye. Okie doke. Adios. Uh, so, let's see here. With... Let's, let's go back and do housekeeping. Okay. Uh, while we can here. Use this as a good stopping point. And then we'll continue on with the news after that. Uh, for those of you guys who do not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up. That's spelled W-H-A-T-N-A-U-T-S. I have it spelled wrong on the doc here. I don't know why. There we go. <laughs> Fixed. Uh, if, if you guys like what we do, Patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us and give us all of your uh, bank account information, your life savings, your pocket change, whatever you want. One dollar a month gets you episodes early, as well as to access to some of the live streams of the review show. We also have a bunch of exclusive content at our three dollar tier. Uh, I think hopefully this next year we'll have some exclusive content figured out for crossplay uh, and what we'll do. But that is exclusive content from every show that we do. Uh, we recently put up a trivia night uh, stuff where Melissa and and I quizzed each other. That was a lot of fun. And lastly, a big thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. Thank you to Sam, and thank you, Christine, for helping us out and keeping the mics on. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now that Ignacio's gone, we can just make fun of him the rest of the podcast, right? Yeah, what a score bunny loser. Gosh. Oh, wait. I mean, (laughs) he, he, he made a good choice. But he's he's just a little bit too in 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 to Yakuza. Like we had to hold that story a a a a couple weeks ago just for him. I know what a diva. How entitled. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Ignacio. Uh, Let's get back to the news.
So news, news, news. Kyrie isn't the only person who got redemption lately. Uh, Riot has settled a lawsuit and will pay every female employee since 2014 with $10 million of fund. So this is the, something that came out last year by Kotaku, where they came out articles saying there was a lot of misogyny and just bro culture in Riot, especially with the pay gap between men and women doing the same job. And they were just with the hiring process, not doing it well and just not treating women well. So a big story. Yeah, it was huge. And I agree that it's one of the biggest stories of the uh, decade, really. Mm-hmm. But that they was done have... by Cecilia de Anastasio. Yeah. So Over fantastic job, Cecilia, with reporting it. And she's followed up and said that they've settled. So they've basically admitted fault for what they did. And they're going to pay a huge $10 million settlement to equal out that pay that every woman should have earned to make it equal. And they're also adding a separate head to the whole company about making things uh, less discriminatory and just making sure that everything is an equal playing field for everybody at the company. There you go. So, And it's Uh, one of the largest in California history for gender discrimination suits. Yeah. That is wild. I think it's also important to note that um, there are certain employees that took severance or for some reason uh, left the company in certain ways that will not have access to this fund, that will not get paid out. There's some extenuating. Uh, I I keep wanting to say extenuating extenuating is that's not even a word extenuating am i making that up i you ever get that we'll thing where it's it. like you you say a word so much where it's just like i don't i don't know if i spelled that right that's what's happening we'll, happening we'll to it. me right now it's but not yeah, a word there's uh certain employees that uh will unfortunately not be paid because uh, of these circumstances of them leaving. And from hearing, reading some of their tweets about it, the people who did leave, it seems like they are okay with not getting paid. They're just happy that something yeah. is being done about it. Yeah. And like that there's a spotlight on it now. This whole thing was not necessarily about them getting more money. Like, if, sure, if they got some, that's fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, that was not the purpose behind it of like, we are doing this to get money. We're only in this for the money. No, that's not what it was. So. No, they, they wanted correction. They got correction. And now that whole industry and especially Riot is going to be better for it in the long run. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, uh, on that note, I also want to give a shout out to Cecilia de Anastasio. Uh, I believe this past week was her last week at Kotaku. Uh, yeah. She is moving on to Wired. So congratulations on the new job. Yeah, that is awesome. Congratulations. Well, while we're still on the Riot topic as well, they're going to be letting other studios make League of Legends games. So they are going to be releasing new games that are part of the League of Legends universe. And they're going to be allowing third-party developers to help contribute to that. And it's going to be under a new label called Riot Forge, where they'll be publishing single-player games that expand the League of Legends lore, 
in different genres on various platforms with the help of other game developers. So this is going to be beyond the experiences that they have now with League of Legends and their card game, Legends of Runeterra. They have that fighting game coming up. They have a role-playing game. They have a shooting game that's not going to be set in the League of Legends universe. It's going to be kind of modern day, a little bit further on. They have a mm-hmm. lot of games coming up. But this is going to be beyond that, and it's going to be focusing a lot on the lore. So, are you a League of are Are you a leaguer? Is that is that what the kids say these days? I was in college. Okay. A lapsed what about you? Leaguer. Uh, no, yeah. I've actually never played it. Um, so I I I don't really know anything about it or its story. Um, but I think this is neat. Like yeah. I, I, I'm inter like I'm the kind of person who's very interested in world b- b- building and stories. Like that's one of the main w- 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 ways that I communicate with people. I like to know what their favorite stories are, what their favorite movies are, mm-hmm. and use that to figure out what that says uh, uh, about them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested in video game companies kind of developing their own universe that makes sense of like hey we have this one hit game let's make other games set within that same universe that aren't necessarily spin-offs per se but like like we we have we have our own territory no one can tell us what to do in that territory and they can expand that yeah. however they want and I, th- I think that's really neat and league of legends has a, a huge deep lore or surrounding it they yeah. when the first game was first coming out for a couple of years they had this newsletter that was what is going on in the world of league of legends and they talk about war efforts and politics and invasions so and they stopped that for that's a neat. while but it kind of continued on with the descriptions of characters and their interactions with each other kind of like yeah. what overwatch does but there's this huge lore base, and there's different factions that hate each other. There's void creatures. There's mystical gods in the area that come help that fight in the battle arena. That's so wild. it's cool that they're making it more focused and actually exploring on that more and giving that more light and detail. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Me too. When all of that stuff comes to be. Well, like the Kingdom Hearts 3 leak, another thing got leaked this week, and it was Resident Another 3, 3 got leaked. Yeah. yeah. So Resident Evil 3 Remake, which is one of the worst-kept secrets in the gaming industry, because that's been rumored for so long, besides 2 Remake, got cover art got leaked, and have its official announcement, which should be coming any day now. But it's not going to be at the Game Awards, I believe. I think they said it's not a Game Awards announcement. Didn't they, like... Right after they did the remake of 2, weren't they just like, hey, if you guys want to see Resident Evil 3 remade, let us know. Yeah, I think so. I think they said, if you want to see more, let us know. Support the game. We'll do more. Yeah. That's what Capcom's been doing a lot lately. I kind of figured that at that time, they were already making it. And it 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 was just like, hey, we need to boost the numbers so we can show some people some some suits higher up right like hey people actually want this we are on the right track like see see 
Here's justification for us to make this. Told you. Were you ever into Resident Evil in RE3? Uh, no. I have actually never... Well, I take that back. I've played an arcade version of a Resident Evil game. I don't know which one it was. This was okay. like when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, playing laser tag at someone's birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really my only experience with Resident Evil. I'm not a horror game fan. Uh, so I, I've debated on whether I should play the remake of 2. I almost bought it over Black Friday because it was 20 bucks. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'm just not into the horror stuff. There's some horror games that I like. like I love Dead Space, and I want to get into Resident Evil because it is one of those long history games. Yeah. So like maybe I, with two and three I feel out, like I might... I'm missing out. Yeah. Same here. But so. this looks, based on the cover, looks cool. And if they do it as well as two, it's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. And they they still have uh, Project Resistance in the works. Yeah. Too, which was their. Uh, asymmetrical multiplayer thing, I think. Yep. So so that's going to be fun, that Fable Legends-like game. You, you, you know what? I just thought of this. My only real experience with Resident Evil is mm-hmm. the movies. <laughs> 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 like, hey, that... that, that f- First one is actually not bad for it. Like for its time, it, it's not amazing, but it's like okay, they made a video game m- m- movie. Um, but yeah, then they they just they went downhill f- from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I remember seeing I don't uh, what was the one that came out in like 2010 ish. Oh, I have no you idea that one. Let me see if I can look it up. That was the last one I saw, and I remember seeing that in 3D in the theaters with one of my roommates from college, and we walked out being like, yo, that was garbage. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> well, they've all been notoriously bad, and that's what makes it so campy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to watch all that stuff. I want to like sit down and get... That was okay. the one. Resident Evil Afterlife. I think was the one that we went to go see. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I like I, I want to get a collection of that if they ever have another sale on Amazon for seven movie collection, and then I want to pick that up, watch them all. I want to wa- play Resident Evil because I have all of them, or I have like zero, one, and another one on Xbox that I got as a deal mm-hmm. when those were remade and released and came out on Xbox One again. So, just want to play through all that, because it's, again, a long history thing. Yeah. That looks so cool and so much fun to get into. I, like, I feel like I could do a watch-along thing. Yeah. That's like me. a I'm, let's I'm, play, I'm just playthrough. A big, scared cat. <laughs> I'm a baby. Um, so, continuing on with the news... PlayStation has announced their next day to play, and it's going to be this Tuesday, December 10th, 
at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. One of the few times Eastern Time gets a break. So this will be out an hour before this episode goes live to the public. Yes. We so, also publish on Tuesdays. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be some cool things. Hope And there's rumors that there's going to be a lot of Ghost of Tsushima being shown here. I, I, I hope so. That's still a slated PS4 game. So it has to be shown now with a soon release date, like in May or, or in July now, or it might take up the February slot since Last of Us I, Part 2 got pushed to May. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be in February. When do you think I it'll think, come out? I, I think it's going to be late summer. That's going to be setting it to die, though. Because people I mean, are going to be saving their money for the next consoles at that point. Look at the first Last of Us, though. That came out a, c- a couple months right before the PlayStation 4. And it did gangbusters. Yeah. Like I it, guess. It, they, they have the install base is, is, is a thing. So that's the, the only... Like maybe they'll do a hey, pay ten dollars more and you can get the PlayStation Five version, which has four K textures and who knows what, right? Mm-hmm. Or hey, that might c- c- come with the the d- 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 the deluxe version. Like hey, if you pre-order the deluxe one now, you'll have this available on your PlayStation Five too. Yeah, I they hope they have some kind of transfer thing because that that would really help with this sale. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that because they had an upgrade from PS3 to PS4 for some games like Black Flag, or if you got it, you could upgrade for like ten dollars more to the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. So I or there seems to be backwards compatibility with upresing, kind of like what Xbox One does now with 360 games because those just run better on the One and the One X. Hmm. So, but anything else you are excited to hear about for State of Play on Tuesday? Oh, hey, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I still want to know what WB Montreal is up to, what Rocksteady is up to. I don't think it's c- going to be on this State of Play. Uh, I don't know. Is there some kind of like... Uh, they don't mention VR in this little update thing. Like, there's, it's starting to get to a point where I'm not super excited about much else. Maybe, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm hoping for something Sly Cooper. He's still stuck in e- ancient Egypt um, after Sly Thieves in Time. So, Sly needs to come back. He needs to come back to modern day. Get back with Carmelita. Who who made the Sly Cooper games? Uh, first it was Sucker Punch, then Sanzaru. Okay. Sanzaru made the remasters for PS3, which they have not come out on PS4 yet. They should. They're fun games. And they think... made... Oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was about to say, they, they also made Thieves in Time, and that's it. Gotcha. I was going to ask, when do you think... Sony will do a state of play that will uh, not necessarily talk about their next-gen hardware, but 
some of the launch lineup of games? Uh, I feel like that has to be with the announcement or at something around E3. Okay. Because I think it's too soon right now to talk about the next-gen lineup because then they're going to be shafting what their current games are coming out, saying, right. hey, you have all this to be excited for, but look at all this new shinier stuff. Ooh. So I think it's going to be after these games, or when they are starting to push that huge marketing push for the next generation. Okay. I gotcha. Oh. I guess we still haven't heard anything about Horizon Zero Dawn 2. But that's supposed to be a rumored launch title for PS5. True. True. Good so, point. I, I don't know, yeah, man. There's all, a lot of all, questions. All, all of the stuff that I want is is like a new Ratchet and Clank game, but that's from Insomniac. We know that they're working on some Spider-Man something. Ass- well, we assume. We assume. Uh, we know that Gorilla is working on Horizon Zero Dawn two. I, 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 I think something else. At the same time. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm like I'm really struggling to come up with what could be on this thing. Besides the Elite Kingdom Hearts three thing and Ghost of Tsushima, it's hard to pick out. But we'll which is kind of unfortunate too, because like yeah. I think Sony has the right idea with these state of play videos. They've just but been none so of them have been because pre- things have been leaked. Yeah, but also none of them have been particularly, uh, I don't know, like earth shattering. I don't know if that's the right word. Like they, they've, they've. I I think the most people perceive them to be kind of lame. Of just like, oh, you guys didn't really announce anything cool. And it's just like, well, yeah, like they're not always going to have something new to announce that's that's gonna be like oh my god it's the last of us or something 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 you know mm-hmm. but yeah it, it just i i feel like it's a bad time because now everything is starting to wind down but i feel like this should also be the time where they should really have their feet under them on what a state of play is and what it means and how it works and how it feels and stuff like that and it's just like okay we're gonna be getting stuff that is kind of lackluster i think you yeah i I mean even xbox still doesn't have an idea of what to do for their inside xbox events those are still way up in the air about how they're gonna handle it how they're gonna handle the announcements and Mm -hmm. the overall pacing of it like nintendo seems to have it down but the others they're trying to get their own footing and try to get their own idea of what announcements they want for them so and it also we're near the end of the console generation. They're still focusing on this generation. So yeah, the amount of stuff left to announce and talk about with a big marketing push is getting shallower and shallower. So we are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Um, what's also unfortunate though is that Sony has come out and said that they are. Not focusing on their handheld gaming anymore. 
So they talked about the Vita and how it was brilliant, but now they just saying we're not longer interested in the mobile gaming market. So Vita was fun. Did you have a Vita? For no, I did not. Uh, I did not have a PSP or a Vita. But I, I I find this interesting because with the Switch being so popular, uh, which we're going to be talking about in a bit here, um, a lot of people are asking Sony and Microsoft, like, hey, how are you going to compete with the handheld stuff? And I think uh, Xbox is doing that with xCloud. That's yes, basically a handheld exactly. in its own right, even though you might not be able to play offline. But exactly. Sony will now have nothing really until they come out with their own thing. Yeah, uh, so. so it's a shame. I like the PSP, especially with uh, Birth by Sleep. The Vita, not so much. Only really played the uh, Uncharted game on it and Sly Cooper. Uh-huh. And that's really about it. Yeah. So, but it's a shame. Now we have iPhones and Google Pixels and all that sort of stuff. So, I I really do think that down the road there will be like a PlayStation Now app that you can get on your phone, and yeah, you you can just sign into your account and play stuff right there. Same with like an Xbox. Xbox Live app. They do something. have a partnership with Microsoft for their Azure servers, so it should be coming in the future. Yeah. I, I but I as as much as it's like a oh, we're not gonna have a dedicated handheld gaming device from so- Sony or Microsoft, it's it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There we have these super powerful phones right in our hands already. They don't need to spend the money to make a new console or a new handheld device thing yeah i mean it also just means they're focusing more money on their consoles too so yeah it's not always a bad thing that they're cutting off something that they clearly see is not working for them yep but speaking of the switch the switch is working for nintendo they sold over eight hundred thirty thousand units Holy over moly. thanksgiving week alone that's that's ridiculous crazy so Goodness they gracious. are they are just continuing to kill it out there yeah uh, apparently that is like their best overall sales week in three years yeah like how 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 does that i mean i pokemon but still, it, it it's just like you would think the launch week would be the biggest week in sales, and nothing else would touch that. But then, no. three years into its life, bam! Does, best sales week. Does this include the Switch Lite though? Because they had some pretty great sales on that. Uh, you know, I actually don't know if this includes that. Uh, let's see. Make blah, blah 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 blah. Let's open this article here, which is coming from Gama Sutra by Alyssa McAllen. 
Let's open this up. Let's open this pit up. Uh, let's see here. Does it say anything about Switch Lite? Nintendo attributes this surge in Switch demand to a suite of attractive Black Friday bundles advertised that week. The recent launch of the portable-only Nintendo Switch Lite and the console's expansive game library. So, they don't really say. They don't really say, but it sounds like they're including it. Okay. Well, still, awesome for Nintendo. Yeah. And this is an amazing console, so if you don't have it yet, get it. Because it's only going to get better and better. I'm excited. I'm taking my Switch with me to go visit my family for the winter break. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be playing Pokemon. I have, uh, gosh, shit. Now I forget the name of it. Ret- Return of the Oberdin. I have Ooh. that on my Switch. that I want to play. And I, I have, I'm debating on if I should, like, buy Untitled Goose Game, because I know that's only, like, two hours long. Or uh, Katana Zero. That's one that I missed. Too. Ooh, that's we'll another see. good one. I yeah. I use my time for RPGs for the Switch and pick up a lot of them that I haven't really had a chance to play. Oh, they came out on the Emblem. Switch. God damn it! Oh, there you go. <sighs> I got a 60, 80 hour time sink now, yeah. at least. Oh well. Um. Well, continuing on with Nintendo success, Mario Kart Tour was the most downloaded iPhone game of twenty nineteen. And this is a game that people were worried about with the microtransactions, and it felt like it was riddled with it. But it turns out, it's topping the charts. Have you had a chance to play this game at all? No, I did not even download it once. Uh, yeah, I'm not interested in it with its monetization stuff. Um, I, I know you can play for free. But then a lot of the loot boxes they have in there and the subscriptions harvest, that's not something that I want to support. Um, But it's wild, but not necessarily unexpected that this was so popular, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's it's a a more portable and more accessible Mario Kart game. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like like they're adding actual multiplayer in the near future, so... that is something I want. Like, the idea of Mario Kart on my phone? Hell yeah. Yeah. I absolutely want that, but then... Like, I oh, just... you're at the bar with friends? Oh, let's play some Mario Kart quickly. No need yeah. to pull out the Switch. Pull out your phones and play it that way. Waiting for your food. Something. Um, yeah. So it beat out Call of Duty Mobile and Fortnite, mm-hmm. uh, which are also very popular games on the app the app store uh mm-hmm. we don't know exactly how many mario kart downloads there were but call of duty was downloaded an estimated 100 million times during its first week oh my god across a, a, a both ios and android but even still the charts provide a window into the taste of app store users i was Rewriting a bit from an article by Andrew Webster on The Verge there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortnite was number eight 
on that I mean, top a, 10 list. Been around for so long, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, a lot of people have it. Yeah. But but well, yeah, I didn't... Oh, didn't Mario Kart Tour come out and say that they weren't doing too well, profit-wise? Uh, I remember... I remember a story something like that. I think it was... Yeah, it's not making the money that they were hoping it to, if I remember correctly. Like, it got downloaded a ton, but compared mm. to... Uh, I, is it Dr- Dragalia Lost? Is that their jrpg one i believe so that sounds right it's something like that that one is making gangbusters um mm-hmm. but it se- seems to be more of the white whale type of thing where it's like n- not as many people are playing it but they're spending a lot of money on that this one seems to be like a lot of people are playing mario kart tour not many people are spending money. That being said, yeah. I'm still worried about what this is going to tell Nintendo down the road of like, hey, what's good and bad to do for monetization in their mobile apps? I also just want to see the percentage of people who play it and people who buy that premium edition and pay for that monthly subscription. Yeah. Because it is a monthly subscription for this game to unlock the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And the cool maps. So, for sure. they might they might announce it eventually, but not currently. In other Mario news, Super Mario Maker Two is finally getting an update, and it came out on Thursday, or is it next Thursday? Uh, it came out last Thursday. Okay, and the there's fifth. a lot of new stuff to it. A lot of new enemies added, new building features. And they added the Master Sword that transforms Mario into Link. He has a sword, he has a shield that can be used to block things. He has Link's bow, bombs. So you're playing a 2D side-scrolling Link. Yeah, this is really cool. It just seems so late, because there was a Link already in Mario Maker 1. So them removing and then adding it now, a little more fleshed out is cool. But it just feels so late for this update. Yeah, so I I don't have Mario Maker 2. I never played the first one. It's not my kind of game. I'm actually not a huge fan of the older Mario games. I I like the more 3D ones. Um mm-hmm. So my only kind of window into the world of Super Mario Maker 2 is Patrick Klepek over at Waypoint. Um and this seems like what he was talking about was it seems like they were updating Mario Maker 1 pretty consistently, but it was often stuff that no one wanted or yeah. the, the, the patch notes was like, we made changes mm-hmm. and that was it. And it was like, OK, well, what did you change? Right. Like they they weren't telling people that stuff. It sounds like Super Mario Maker 2 changed some of that. They started to tell people more of what they were changing exactly, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it also seemed to not be updated as much. 
uh, and in, instead of a more like weekly update thing or or stuff like that, it seems to be a more like, hey, here's a substantial update thing that yeah you guys can mess around with, which I think is neat. And it sounds like a lot of the stuff that they included in this update is stuff that people want and have been asking for. Um, yeah. So at, at least to some it, degree, it finally came. But again, I think it's just a little too late. I th- they should have been making more updates a- along the way more, <laughs> because it starting to make people worry. Like with Mario Odyssey, barely getting any DLC, and the one mm-hmm. DLC they added was not much at all. And then yeah. doing the same thing to Mario Maker Two, people were worried that all right, is Nintendo not just not supporting their games anymore? Yeah. Well, I I think Mario Maker 2 is a little bit more kind of community-based, online-based, if that makes sense. So but I can see that... them doing another update, you know, six months down the road. Okay. Just kind of keeping it fresh every now and then, you mean? Yeah, just enough so it's like, hey, it's in the Twitter conversation for a couple months. You know, Patrick will do his Mario Maker mornings and stuff like that. And then maybe once it's starting to be like, all right, let's move on to something else. They'll be like, all right, now you can play as Zelda. Now you can play as Waluigi or something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like some kind of bigger up- update to be like, hey, here's actually a reason to come back. Instead of like, we added a new type of block. Yeah. So, it sounds cool. I might dabble in it a little bit eventually once I boot, not redownload the game. One thing I also liked about this, there's uh, mm-hmm. I forget the character's name, Ninji. Is that his name? It's it's a speed run yeah. mode. It's yeah, c- kind of like a ghost mode where. You can play a a level and you see a bunch of these like ninjas also Mm -hmm. running along in the level. And those are the courses that other people took and stuff like that, which is really neat. And it looks chaotic and super fun. So, yeah. And also the other new competitive mode they added too looks a lot of fun. Mm hmm. Where I think it's like 1v3 or you're all just going against each other online now. Because they had one before, but I think it was more of like ghosts going against each other. But now it's actually gotcha. you're all on the, in the map interacting with each other. Okay. So it looks pretty cool. And then finally, for our last news item of the day, speaking of Nintendo updating stuff as well, we are finally getting an update to NES and SNES games on the Switch. It's been a while, not longer monthly, but we're getting the following updates to Nintendo Online. For SNES, we are getting Star Fox 2, Super Punch-Out, Kirby Superstar, and Breath of Fire 2. And from the NES, we're getting Journey to uh, Silius and Crystallis. And people are saying Crystallis is a fun game that people should check out. And Star Fox 2, that was the one that was canceled and never really came out until this mini snes right correct yeah that was never 
came to America at least. I I don't know if it was yeah. released in Japan or not, but yeah. Uh, until now, you could only get that on the like special miniature S NES. So that's neat that they're putting it out and they're still updating it. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time good. coming for it's updates, fine. and the new ones seem pretty substantial. That being said, I don't think I, I like I've I've played the Nintendo Switch Online games maybe four or five times just to see what they were. And I don't think I, I ever. I don't think I ever touched them. I mostly just got it so I could play online. Yeah, like that's I, about it. I like that they're there. Is yeah is the thing I just. Most of these aren't for me. It, it's it's a great catalog of games that I'm probably not going to play. It's a good addition. It doesn't rival what Xbox and PlayStation do, but it's a good addition to make people remember what Nintendo's huge catalog is. Yeah. And to keep them paying only 20 months a year, or $20 a year yeah, for this service. Yeah, not much. No. no. So, good it's cool. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mick, Hi. before we get out of here, I w- was hoping to do a kind of Thanksgiving thing last week. We decided to not do it because you weren't here. Mm-hmm. But then Ignacio was like, well, I'm not going to be here. And then he was like, wait, well, yes, I am. And then he's like, wait, I have to leave early. So I'm, I'm just going to say, fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, what is one of your greatest gaming memories of all time? And then what is one of your greatest memories of this year? I think my greatest memory of this year is just playing Kingdom Hearts 3, a game I've been waiting for for so long. Going to the release after watching trailer after trailer, binge listening to Face My Fears. And finally playing that game, beating it in two or three days, and crying at the end of it. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, I teared up at the end because I was just like, I've been waiting for this for so long. Yeah, and this is great. leading up to it too. I was playing every Kingdom Hearts game, hundred percenting them. Yeah, so I just doing I didn't all that work percent them, but and then leading to Kingdom Hearts three, playing it not once hundred percent, but twice on Xbox and PS four. Mm-hmm. It was just a fantastic time. Yeah. Uh, and then Good overall, stuff. I think it was probably playing World of Warcraft with my friends, where I met my longtime friends now, and we would just play together. We would mess around by going to different raids and dungeons and doing hard modes or easy modes, messing around by doing several bosses at once when we were super overpowered, and just stuff like nice. that a long time ago. Do you guys still squat up? We talk a lot now. Just don't play WoW. I think their new game is Warframe, and I just haven't gotcha. really gotten into that yet. What about you? Uh, overall, I think one of my favorite gaming memories was receiving my first Game Boy. Okay. Uh, I I want to say it was like my eighth or ninth birthday. My parents took me out to Fuddruckers to get some burgers. Uh. And they had a present for me wrapped in this like orangish yellow 
G.I. Joe wrapping paper. And I was <laughs> so excited. It was sweet. And I opened it up and it was a chunky, fat, original yellow Game Boy. Yeah. And it like, it's one of those memories that I have that is almost like an out of body experience. Like I can see me at the table we sat at. It's like, well, I was obviously not looking at myself from that perspective, but it's just this weird thing of like, I've, I enjoy that moment so much that it like it, it, it was, it, it just something, it's something special. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's still fun. I still ha- have it too. It's sitting on the bookshelf Aww. right, right behind me. How cool. Uh, of this year, I think. Oh boy. Uh, there were two moments that made me literally say, wow. As mm-hmm. I was playing the game, both of those happened to be in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, there's a game a, that you weren't too much of a fan of, right? Yeah, it's Has it it's, grown on it's you? up there. It's in my t- t- top 10 list for sure. But there was a lot of stuff about that game. It was just like, yeah, I see what they're going for. I like it a lot. The sequel is going to knock it out of the park. Um, so I'm 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 still super excited, but I don't think it's gonna be my game of the year. Um, okay, but regardless, there's a boss fight in there where you fight this giant bat creature thing. Yep. Uh, and it is it's a really cool boss fight. It is. It looks fantastic. There's multiple like stages to the the the, the b- 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 boss f- 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 fight, and there's one where you're basically falling in the sky, and it's like, well, you're gonna have to fight this thing in the sky. And yeah. Just like, and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was a crazy boss fight. Yeah, that's one of my favorites by far. I, I think that is something that respawn will end up doing more of in the sequels because that's what they're good at. Titanfall two, the like moment to moment gameplay is so different, and it's so just like, oh wow, that's neat. Oh man, that that's cool. What about that? Oh, that was neat too. You know, and. Mm -hmm. They condensed that into a boss fight, and it was awesome. So yeah. good. Um, and then a little bit of spoilers here for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, so if you have not played the game, you might want to tune out for this. Um, but my second moment uh, was creating my own lightsaber. Yeah, that was in, so in the game. cool. It's a great Making, moment. Adding that one, that true meeting, and really clicking in that this is your lightsaber. Yeah, not some, not one they can customize. Like this is your lightsaber. Yeah, uh, and I made a really cool looking purple lightsaber. 
but yeah, like it's that's a very special moment for a Jedi, right? Uh, and that's a yeah, like they they really nailed it. Of like Cal Kestis, maybe for most of the game, he's kind of this blah cardboard cutout character. He's just there, but then at that moment everything snaps it all fits in and it's just like i get it this is good i like this mm. and then immediately after you make it it's just like here's a bunch of cannon fodder just go fuck them up <laughs> yeah so it's 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 good it's fun that one i was just like wow they nailed it perfect <laughs> chef's kiss Mwah. Oh, the, yeah, the final cannon fodder after you do get it is, that was so satisfying. Like, okay, have fun. Yeah, and I, I think shortly before that, I just got the upgrade where it was like, hey, your lightsaber does more damage now. Yes. Uh, so, I, got that, yeah, it, I got that one too, and that was like, oh, hey, here's some bounty hunters for you. Yeah. And they yeah, just, just like, melted. <laughs> and I, I think that's also when they... Gave you the like super move though, the one where you like take your lightsaber apart and like smash them down, yep. right? Yeah, and then then it was like yeah, all of the purge troopers they basically go down in one hit now. And it's just like yeah. yes, now I feel like a Jedi. There we go. So. That was good. It has finally it come full circle. Uh, last couple things I want to talk about before we go. For next week, we'll have to run this by Ignacio. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to do an end of the year, uh, like look forward at 2020. I kind of yeah. want to do a draft. Uh, I, I know a couple of podcasts did these but i kind of want to do like a fantasy draft for video g- 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 games in 2020 okay um so i want us to like pick a publisher that we will r- 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 represent uh pick I, I think it was like three major ips uh two minor ip ips uh, we can make any trades that we want to, and then some kind of business deal, right? It's like, hey, we're introducing a service that will let you do X, Y, and Z. Or if you're Nintendo, like, hey, we're completely overhauling our online services. We're actually going to make them good now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like I... I need to go and figure out the rules on that exactly. But how does that sound as a tradition for like end of the year? This is what we'll do a look forward. No, it sounds awesome. I'd be totally down for that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Me too. Um, Because next week is going to be our last episode of the year. Uh, I I always like to give people the end of the year off if they're tra- traveling or celebrating some kind of holiday. Um, 
And it's just a, a good time to go spend with your family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that sounds fun. But yeah. the big thing that I want to ask you is Game of the Year d- discussions. Mm-hmm. We are going to do this uh, right away when we come back from the new year. We've kind of been discussing it in our Discord. How do we want to do this? Exactly. I think, I think we talk about this a little more off the air. Uh, just so when we have Ignacio involved too, because I want his opinion on this as yeah. well. Also, I know. I'm, sorry, I, I need, I'm starting to need a little late as well. I need to get going here in a hot minute. Sure. Um, cool. We'll wrap it up then. But yeah, I, I know I put forward a method of being like, hey, we each come with our personal top 10 list. Mm-hmm. All of those are weighted. Mm-hmm. And that's how we make our like collective top 10 list for cross play. And then we argue things out from there if there's ties or if we want to make changes or stuff like that. Um, but we'll see. We'll yeah. talk about it more. We'll I think that's it. what we're, we're going to be doing first thing uh, in the new year. So there we go. Uh, with that said, Mick, where can yeah. the people find you online? They can find me anywhere as the nanobiologist, uh, except on Twitter and Xbox, where I am DA nanobiologist. And I'm also on Twitch as twitch.tv slash nanobiologist, where I try and stream really pretty regularly when I'm not traveling. So follow me there. And yeah, what about you? There you go. I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. I believe Ignacio is at Ignacio Rojas B. That's yep. his name. You can just uh, search search for him there, and he should p- pop up. If you guys want to stay up to date with our show, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, I already mentioned our website and Patreon and stuff like that. So go like, share, subscribe. Uh, we could really use your help getting some reviews on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to our show. That would help us out a ton. But we will be back next week, uh, hopefully with all the three of us. And I think that's going to be the last one for 2019. So we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.